Hold on a second. Live Mac. Here we go. All right. And there we are, ladies and gentlemen. There we are. YouTube got us with copyright um, issues there with the Good God Almighty song. So wasn't able to show that one. They actually uh, shut us down. Sorry about the uh, um, the delay in getting this back up. I should have got it back up a little bit quicker. But, um, you know... So what happens when when you're when you're sitting here at home and trying to fix a problem on the fly? So nonetheless, there we are, and um, it was at least entertaining, if nothing else. All right, so let's get to the main event, which is the message. And I would like you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter ten is where we're at. Maybe wondering why we're not in Leviticus. Well, I'm going to do that message next week. It's We're starting a series called Calendaring, and um, I, I want to do that when I'm actually able to see you face-to-face -face and, and communicate that way. And so what I have done is I am sharing with you some thoughts I had this week um, from something I read and uh, a passage that I was just looking at. Um, and so I, I jotted down some, some notes and uh, thought that maybe this would be what we could talk about this morning. And so it's from Luke chapter 10. And if you'll turn there, that'd be great. And I know you're already turning there. And we're going to begin reading with verse 25. So um, Luke chapter 10, verse 25. All right. And I'm assuming that everybody can hear me. Um went to it directly without the link great so we're we're on we're we're back up so that is absolutely incredible so here we go um luke chapter 10 verse 25 and this is what it says and behold a lawyer stood up to put him to the test saying teacher what shall i do to inherit eternal life a very good question and he said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Now, I want you to notice that instantly he didn't ask a question about how to love God. He asked a question about how to love his neighbor. And for the rest of this chapter, that is really what is going to be discussed in this passage. How do I love my neighbor? And that was this guy's emphasis. Notice that his emphasis isn't how to love God. It's how to love his neighbor. And Jesus replied, verse 30, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Times were tough. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, 
when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So you know this story. You know, we, we have this priest and this Levite, this guy that's beaten on the side of the road, and they just pass by. And then here comes this Samaritan, a half-breed, uh, uh, not even a full Jew. Um, dirt, they viewed them as dirty, dirty people. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, in fact, they viewed him as bad people, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and what Ever more you spend, I will repay you when you come back. And so this is this is basically a story about loving your neighbor. Of course, right? Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? Was it the priest? Was it the Levite? Or was it the Sumerian? And of course it's the Sumerian. Verse 37, he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Now, the situation, the historical situation, Jesus was teaching that man something. But under the inspiration of scripture, I think you and I are being taught something totally different than this. This man needed to know that he needed to love his neighbor, regardless if he was Jew, Gentile, or Sumerian. He needed to help someone on the side of the road that was hurt, that, that had been robbed. And that is precisely what he did. The two religious people did not do that. So that man got his lesson. But the writer of scripture, Luke here, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, I think wants us to get an additional lesson to this. And that is why he includes... The following, beginning with verse 38, it says this. Now, as they went on their way, see, he just left that man and the disciples went on the way. Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Okay. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion with which not to be, which will not be taken away from her. Now, why did the Lord rebuke Martha? We have heard this passage before. I, I've said this before about other passages. We've heard this passage before. And sometimes we hear this in, in the sense of um, Mary is the way that she is. So she sits at, you, she, she does all this stuff for him, right? And she sits at Jesus' feet. Mary's the way she is. She sits at Jesus' feet, and Martha is like a worker, and so she's over here working, and it's just the way that they are. Well, that's not why Jesus rebuked her. You see, um, Jesus doesn't rebuke people because of the way that they are. Like, for instance, the way they are would be, um, I'm a male, 
He would not rebuke me for being a male because I'm a male. He created me that way. He would not rebuke Nicole for being a woman because that is who she is. That's what she's going to be. That's how she was designed. That's how she's going to live. That is who she is. God doesn't rebuke people for who they are. He rebukes people for doing the wrong thing. That is why you get a rebuke because somehow or another you have sinned and you have missed something. He rebuked her here because she was busy doing for people rather than loving Jesus. She was busy making sure that there was a balanced meal. She was making sure that the meal was was big enough for her guests that had stopped by. She was making sure that every little detail was in place. She was making sure all this other things. She was in essence loving the neighbor that passed by, but missing the fact that she needed to love Jesus first. I think that is an astounding, an astounding principle. Many times in ministry, and, and in service of the church, we get so busy. You can get so busy doing things that you forget that the main purpose that we're there for is to enjoy the presence of the Lord and love him. Talk to him and listen to him. We love God first, and then we love people. That is how this started. In verse 27, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. It is love God and then your neighbor. And my, my, I'm getting confused sometimes, okay? Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet loving Jesus. Martha skipped over the love of Jesus and was just doing. And because she was doing all of this, she felt self-righteous enough to rebuke her sister, but not only rebuke her sister, but rebuke the Lord. Because she tells Jesus here, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Don't you care? You know this. You should have told her to get back into the kitchen, right? He's, she's rebuking Jesus. And I think that's the danger. We get so busy that we begin to, to down the other people who's not as busy as we are. Yeah. So why don't these people sign up to help in um, the children's ministry? Why don't these people uh, sign up to go on a mission trip? Why don't these people help us do this at the church and that at the church and, and all this other? Why don't these people? And then the conversation continues. It's because they just don't care. Well, maybe that's not the reason they're not doing it. Maybe they are just pausing to love Jesus by spending time at his feet. And this particular thing that we are trying to do, the ministry in the church, is something that they don't have time for right now because they haven't stopped and sat at the feet of Jesus for a while. And that is what they need to do. There has been several families, a lot of families actually, that have come to Farmington Baptist Church. And when they walk through the door, I can see that they are just worn out. 
And what they need more than a church jumping on them and plugging them right into ministry right away, what they need more than that is just a place to come and sit for a little while so that they can heal, so that they can um, sit at Jesus' feet, so Jesus can talk to them and they can talk to him, so that they can rekindle that love for him once again. And once that's rekindled, then they plug back into ministry because we always love God first and then we do ministry. Okay? And now I think you have to have both. If if you're just loving God and not doing ministry, you're not really loving God because God loves people and God does ministry for people. And so so that is an issue too, but sometimes people just need to rest a little bit and sit at the feet of Jesus. Let him talk to them and, and they talk to him and, and get that rekindled. And then their service is more productive. It's more productive. And so, you know, people can get self-righteous in doing. And when they get self-righteous in doing and they look down on other people that aren't doing, they are no different than the priest and the Levite. They just are on the opposite side of the section. You know, they're on the opposite side. So the Levite and the priest were so concerned with keeping the law and being righteous that not only didn't they love God, but they didn't love people. And Martha was so concerned with getting all this stuff done and that her lazy, non-faithful sister was sitting at Jesus' feet. Um, She was so concerned with this that she forgot that her neighbor, Jesus, had passed by. Now, why had Jesus stopped at Mary and Martha's home? Why, why had he stopped there? Now, this is me, you know, and I think, I think the text shows this a little bit, um, but, but this is me, and I think Jesus stopped by, and when he says, when he answers Martha here and he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. You have your focus on loving people, but you forgot me. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. What is the good portion? I think Jesus is saying here, I stopped by because I really wanted to talk to people. And I've been talking to a crowd all day, and it's just nice to come here and sit in your living room and have a conversation with somebody and not feel like I have to teach them, not feel like I have to, I have to do a miracle, not feel like I have to do all these other ministry things. Jesus is saying, I just wanted to come into your home, and I just wanted to talk to you, and I just wanted to talk to Martha. And the meal doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be small, because that is secondary to the time that I really want to spend with you and your sister. Ladies and gentlemen, today, Jesus Christ is telling us the same message, the same message. (laughs) He wants to come into our home and spend time with us. He wants to develop that love with us. Our love for him, his, his love for us is already developed, but he wants that love that we should have for him to develop. And he wants to talk to us and, and we should desire to talk to him and 
He wants to set. And sometimes if we are so busy, we miss, we miss the moment to be present with Jesus and listen to him speak to us. Now I know that you're sitting here listening and you have taken time out of your day of baking cookies because you're definitely not driving. And you've taken your time out of going to the grocery store and running around town and going to all these, all, all the sports things that you could have been going, going to. And, and you're just stuck at home today. And so you've, you've tuned in and you've taken a moment to sit at the feet of Jesus for just a little bit to hear what his word has to say so that it would enhance your life. And he is pleased with that. I think that we should have times like this more often than just snow days. We should take time to just sit a moment and talk with Jesus and let him talk to us through his word. He desires to have that. Now, what in the world, and this is where my imagination comes in, okay? What in the world was Jesus wanting to talk to Mary and Martha about. I don't know if you realize this or not, and you probably do. You probably do, but I don't know if you do. So I'm going to tell you, okay? Um, Mary is the lady that anoints Jesus for burial. So as I wrap that around my mind, um, it actually last night, as I was wrapping that around my, my mind last night, I began to think, what if in this moment where she was sitting at his feet, Jesus said, look, I'm, I'm going to die in a couple of months. Um, they're going to come get me and they're going to put me on a cross and I'm going to die. And so Mary remembered that conversation. This is me making it up. Okay, this is a scripture. Me making it up. But if they had that conversation, she thought, well, um, he said he was going to die and this must be what he was talking about. And so she went and she anointed him for burial because of a previous conversation that they had had. Now listen, I made up that whole scenario. I made up, you know, that they had that conversation. I don't know what conversation they were having. I don't know what Jesus wanted to talk to them about. It could have been the weather. Um, it, it could have been something else. But but I often think that sometimes we miss the opportunity to really show our love to Jesus because we do not pause to sit at his feet and listen to him and hear what he wants. I've been doing my devotions out of the um, Sermon on the Mount from Matthew, and I'm in the Lord's Prayer. Actually, I just wrapped it up. And what I really get from that Lord's Prayer is it's his will, his kingdom, to be done. And instead of my will and what I want, I submit to his will. And so I listen for that and I watch for that. Let me give you an example. Today, um, I really prayed. I, I prayed with all my might that God would push this storm to four o'clock this afternoon because I wanted to be at church with you. I wanted to be at church 
Um, I, I was excited about the worship. They had a great worship lineup for us this week, and it matched the, the sermon. We're going to start with, with the calendaring series, and it was just, I was just really looking forward to, to Sunday. And so I really, really prayed, and I said, Lord, I just really would like you to push the storm maybe, maybe a little later. And some of the reports early on in the week had pushed the storm to later, but then, you know, there was no denying it was going to come early and and uh, so it did but but even in that prayer of, of trying to get that to happen and, and really asking God for that to happen um, I still had to remind myself even though I passionately wanted that at the end of the day it's really God's will and I really need to sit at his feet and let him orchestrate the storm let him orchestrate the snow, let him orchestrate if we're at church or not, and just follow his lead on the whole thing and do what he wants me to do. So last night, my prayer was, look, I have these two things, calendaring and Mary and Martha. I call it snow, Mary and Martha. And if we don't have church, we're going to do this snow, Mary and Martha thing. And if that's okay. And so he lined it up to where it was snow, Mary and Martha, and here we are. Even with tech issues, here we are. So the point of that story is that you and I need to be sensitive to the Lord. And when we are sensitive to the Lord, we know that the Lord wants to spend time with us. And that should move our heart to want to spend time with him. Is it important to love your neighbor? Absolutely. But you are going to love your neighbor and show that love more when you spend time with Jesus and work from that a base of things. You love God and you love people in that order. So today... Today, um, as you enjoy the snow day, my encouragement to you is just to take 30 minutes sometime today, open up the Word of God, maybe to a psalm, or maybe back to this Luke chapter 10 passage, and read through it, and ask Him to speak to your heart, and share with Him how you love Him. So, that's the message for today. And uh, thank you for joining in. And uh, let's pray. And then I'm going to try to play a song um, at the end. It's a worship song uh, to kind of wrap up um, today. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the stage you've given us. And we thank you for this lesson from Luke. And I'm amazed that Mary and Martha is more about just working, and it's really about getting people to love you. And Father, help us when we get too busy. Pray that you stop us and rebuke us for being too busy when we're so busy that we forget to love you. Father, I think everybody watching, because I just have a positive view of people, and you know that. I think everybody watching really wants to spend time with you. And in fact, if they have made it to this point in this message, I know that to be true. 
So I pray, Father, that you will bless them today. And as they spend time with you, that you show up in that moment in an incredible way and help us to go from that love that we're showing you into the world to love our neighbor. So we leave all that at the foot of the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so here is the song, If YouTube Will Let Me Play It. Grace and peace. <laughs>